Hey everybody, welcome to Sorry in Advance, the Golick Family Podcast. We will get to the action in just a second here. We have to acknowledge someone that's no longer with us today. Well, well just, she's still just, with just, us. Just, still with us. <laughs> just for an episode. You, you didn't, didn't let me finish. <laughs> one time. You didn't let me finish. I wasn't killing her. You guys oh. killed her with your response right there, which says a lot about you as parents, which is terrifying. But just want to thank everyone for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and downloading the Sorry in Advance podcast. We've rated a couple of times in the Apple charts, so that's pretty cool. So every time you do that, it helps. The Listen tab of the ESPN app works as well. We're in the Golik and Wingo podcast feed, and we also have our own podcast feed. Sorry in advance, so we encourage you to subscribe, download, leave a rating, leave a review. We're going to read an extra special one at the end of the podcast because while it is myself, Mike Golik Jr., my dad, Mike Golik Sr. that you hear, I'm Golik and Wingo every Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. My mom, Chris Golik. Hello. My brother and his wife, Jake and Jenny. Hello. Are... <laughs> oh, dear God. Wow. We are, as uh, as we mentioned, without one of our usual suspects today. My sister, Sydney, is off on yet another vacation from many of life's troubles in Scottsdale, Arizona, and couldn't muster up the cell service in order to be with us. So. I mean, holy smokes, where she gets to travel and what she gets to do. It's Jake's favorite subject. Yes, it is. <laughs> she lives, she's got a hard life, man. She really does. I'm happy she's finally getting a break. But we do have a very special review uh, that includes her at the end. Of yeah, that. terrifying the things that you people have come up with in the review section. So keep them coming. The weirder the better because that gives you a better chance of getting read on this podcast. So we hope that you'll do that coming up at some point soon. But uh, as we mentioned, Sydney on vacation after our last vacation. We, as we're recording this, just got back from a weekend trip that was on Father's Day weekend. And it brought up an interesting situation. Obviously, because of the time of year we're in right now, we're after the NBA Finals, we're into baseball season, so we'll get to a little bit of some NBA news that brought back a familiar character for us and people getting mad about one of our national teams being way too good at shit. Yeah. But in the meantime, something got brought up yesterday that I think is important to this great nation. Um, we were coming back from Charleston, South Carolina, for a friend of our 60th birthday party. And on the way back, we found ourselves in a situation getting off the airplane. So I, we've all flown out there. When you're on the plane, I think we were in row 11 or 12, whatever it was. And, and you get off. It's, it's like, it's like merging onto a highway. You zipper, right? One car, then one car. Well, in getting off a plane, one row and then across the aisle, the next row, all the way back. Everybody just waits your turn. Everybody gets out and walks just perfectly off the plane. Well, I had some Yahoo that felt the need that he felt, you know what? I think I need to get in front of you guys in the row. He didn't jump and go right up to the front right away. He waited almost till it got, we were in row 11 and he was in row, row 12. 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't try and jump in front of row five. He just tried to jump in front of our row and, and, I and you on, gave every indication you were like looking indication. to get off. I wasn't standing up, but everybody else is standing up. There's no room for everybody to stand up. But I had turned that way. I had my hand like on the handrest, ready to get up. And all of a sudden, the person across the aisle, the last one across from us, goes out, and I go to stand up, and he started to go. So I said, "No, not happening today, bud." And I got up and just walled him off. And I just looked back. I said, "Are you serious?" I said, "Where, where are you going? Why, why do you feel the need that you have to jump in front?" He says. Well, you know, I was ready to go. I said, okay, if you were ready to go, you see everybody going off one row at a time. Wait your damn turn. And mind you, Hartford is not a connection city. No, so he no. had no connect- connection no to No connection. Make. And, and, I, and I've said, because this became a real big Twitter thing, if he had said, listen, I have a connection, can I go? 
more than happy to let him go without question. So I had to dress him down a little bit, and then we got off the plane, and uh, and, and that was that. And uh, obviously, ninety nine percent of the people agreed. But there was a guy on Twitter this morning during Golikowingo, and I love all your guys' response to this. He actually said, well, you're wrong in the fact that if he didn't have any carry-on luggage, he should be able to get off whenever he wants. Nope. He shouldn't have to wait for you to get your carry-on luggage. If he doesn't have any, he can just go right to the front. Nope. Like, are you kidding? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You still wait your turn. Am I wrong or am I right there? You're no, that's, in- that's incorrect. That's completely incorrect. Roll. Yep. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of things about airline boarding and onboarding that could be fixed. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you just wait your turn to get, I just feel like people lose all manners when they're in the airport. It it brings out the worst in people. It really does. It does. And there's certain portions of the airport world that I really appreciate where like we just shed society's rules. Like you can get drunk whenever you want in airports (laughs) as soon as you're on airport ground because time is a flat circle. No food item is off limits to you. Like all of that stuff becomes lawless. Yeah. But when it comes to things like getting on and off and moving inside the airport, there's a lot of things like we talk about unwritten rules all the time for shit like baseball. This is an area where we need a very concrete set of rules because there's way too many dumb people. Well, there was one time that there was a, a young lady who did this to me and, and got and, and cut in front of our line and got off. And, and I, I as she cut in front of us, I said, are you kidding? I said, do you think none of us want to get off the plane? You know, she said, well, I was just walking and, you know, and, and, you know, you guys weren't standing up. I'm like, it doesn't mean we don't want to get off the plane. I said, everybody can't stand up, you know, so we actually were going at a little bit as she was walking off the plane. She walked off the plane a few people ahead of me. So then I walked off the plane. She was standing out there waiting for the luggage that you drop off in the jetway, waiting for that to come out. And I looked at her and I said, boy, it's a good thing you got ahead of us all. Congratulations. See ya as I went walking up the jetway and she's standing there waiting for a bag. It blows my mind how ignorant people can be. And if you're above 5'5", you can't stand up. No, you can't. There's only a certain amount of room for people to stand up. I was going to say, we had a true warrior on our plane, an older woman who we were getting ready to sit down, and all of us were about to sit in a row together, except for me. I was going to go across. She had an aisle seat, and she told us rightly that she needed to exchange it for an aisle seat. And I understand the way airline seat currency works. And so we were cool with it. But she saw how tall we all were, and she said to me, you know what, why don't we switch? I'll take the window seat. You could probably use the leg space. And that, you know what, at some point, that woman's reward will be the kingdom of heaven. Like, those people (laughs) are the ones who inherit the earth. But for everyone else in those situations, you will be judged accordingly. Now, I had an incident uh, a couple years ago where I was on a plane and it was a little later in the evening and there was a woman sitting across from me who was obviously not feeling well, was moaning out loud, was just kind of disrupting the rest of everybody sitting around her and was complaining about being sick to the flight attendants and they wouldn't give her a blanket. And because the plane, the plane class. was very cold because she was not in first class. And me and the people around us became incensed because... Just give her a blanket. Yeah, it's not like everybody asked for a blanket. She's sick. She's feeling got the chills, and she asked for a blanket. And as so I w- did, you reach back from first class and give her a blanket. I was in coach, and <laughs> <laughs> and as I walked through first class, getting off though, I saw all the blankets on the floor in first class wrapped in plastic, and it just made me crazy that nobody was using the blankets yet. They couldn't find it somewhere in their heart to give this woman a blanket. And as I got off the plane, I said something to the flight attendant about the job she did. 
and then the state troopers were waiting for Next me when I know, got off yeah, the plane. Yeah, she said something to the pilot. The pilot called the police over there, and the police were on there. And basically, the state troopers were looking at the pilot like, are you kidding me? But I just feel like common sense just goes away. Like, And I, Jenny's mom is a flight attendant, yes, and yeah. we had this discussion that she said that they can get in trouble for it and whatnot. But at some point, I'm just giving them a blanket. Jen, what do you got to say? Um, I don't know, because my mom's dealt with so much Yes, in 41 years of flying. So I really, I, I actually am not going to answer this one because I don't know. Like, yeah. I want to say yes out of the right. goodness of my heart. Like, I, I would give that person a blanket. Right. But, like, you don't know who else would be like, well, I'm sick too. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened enough. Right. I just, I, I don't know. It was, it was yes. the last flight of the night. And I guess if I was the flight attendant, I would have gone to a person in first class and said, sure. are you using this blanket? And if they said no, I would have gone. If somebody asked me, I would have said the oh, person they, in first class asked me to give it to the woman. For in sure. They have a million blankets in the overhead storage. Oh, they were laying all, too. they were laying Millions. all over the floor, Jake. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no shortage. I, I, the one thing that, that irks me the most on airlines, I think is when, People take the overhead storage space that's not theirs. So if they're in row like 150 and they take the baggage in mom, take mom's first class spot above her. (laughs) So they don't have to carry the bag all the way up from the back of the plane to the front. I I think you should have assigned spaces in your bin when you're loading. I do too. And I think that the, anybody who sits in the bulkhead should get, have a designated bulkhead spot because you can't keep your bags in front of you. Yeah. The bulkhead is its own separate hell. It is. It is. Just follow their simple rules. And just be kind to one another. Exactly right. I mean, come on. If you had one airport rule, you could write down and say, we were going to make this a concrete law what would it be it would be the zippering to get off the, the plane yeah it's the biggest problem all the time yeah yeah I, I i would agree with that we always think about would you board a plane differently like would you board the the back of the plane first and work your way up would you board uh window seats first so you don't have to I've get heard up they've and go tried everything and, and the way they do it is yeah. supposedly the quickest. I, i'm sure they have tried everything but i would say the zipper seating as well how you get off. i the also plane. hate when everybody's at the gate and they oh, just me too. They, get, they just like it's a mob scene, yeah. and you yes. can't to get get, get to where you're supposed to with your your group. It's tough. Jake, Jan, uh, probably the um, window shade before eight a.m. Good call. That's, that's a big one for me. It must it's, be down. It must be down. Yes. You're saying? Oh yes, a hundred percent. But that that one drives me crazy. I'm just trying to be different. But I agree with the zippering too. And it would be as previously stated, the baggage for me. Get your own designated space for your seat. My one by far, and this isn't even close for second, this is in the airport, inner airport transit. If you are going to stand on the moving walkway, yeah. you better be damn clear of anyone who would like to move by. If True. you are holed up with your luggage in the middle of the moving walkway, I want to write it into law that I can run full speed and hit you <laughs> as hard as I can humanly muster. I want to Terry Tate office linebacker you into a hell that you can't come back from. That is true. It's tough because people are pressed for time. Oh, <laughs> you're right. You have to be all the way over and make sure people can pass Cash with you. their bags. It's well, exactly that was like right. Austin- in London, we were running beside it because people were just standing, standing on it. Yeah. Yeah. The moving walkway is to help aid in your laziness, not fully endorse it and saying you can just stand there like yeah. a sack of shit. That's good. It's That's you. Good if point. you want, you go there to move faster. You go there to outpace right. the people that you are walking and, on the and side. And if you have some sort of disability or something, just make sure you're kind of clear of the. And you know what? Yeah. 99% of the people, people are, aren't. But no. it's the yeah, 1% yeah. that just stand in the middle just of there. Yeah. Like they're entitled to the entire GD moving walkway. They, or they, they stand side. 
side by side when they're with people. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God. No. Like families like yeah. that, I'll take them all out. They deserve, like, <laughs> like, like men, women, children. They deserve, You're all fair game in the eyes of God the in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah. they deserve would, the blindside hit. One, one consulary one, too, even before you get in the airport. If you're in the TSA line and you don't know the common rules, i.e. take your laptop out of your bag or you have a gigantic belt buckle on that you know is going to go off, if you if you cause a disruption, you don't get to fly that day. <laughs> you got to come back and try again. Yeah. You go home now. <laughs> Jake. The people that get to the front of the TSA pre-check line and then realize they don't have it there. Oh, when they get oh yeah. Or they start taking their shoes off yeah. and they say, you don't yeah. have to take your shoes uh, off. Yeah. Well, we no, solved all the Know the rules. Problems. I need, I yeah. need so field many. awareness on that <laughs> yes. one. Yeah. All right. Now that we've solved the rules of airline yeah. travel, we'll try and solve the rest of the problems in the world of sports. After we take a quick break, we'll be back on the other side of this with more sorry in advance. So we solved all the problems in airline travel. Now we got the World Cup going on right now. Uh, the Women's World Cup is going on. We're in the early, uh, the first round stage of this. So the group stage right now for Team USA and Team USA got all the shade thrown their way by all the losers of the world who got mad because they ran up the score on Thailand and stunned all over them in the middle of that process. Now I don't think anyone here had a problem with them, Jenny, unless you're some sort of lame that I'm not aware of. No, no. All right. Just making sure. No one, had, no one had a problem with that, but the outside world collectively like shook its fist at the idea that these women would celebrate up 13. Complete bullshit that anybody would have a problem with that. And again, they weren't celebrating in the faces of, of Thailand. They weren't doing it to them. They were celebrating amongst themselves, but they were coordinated celebrations. So they were planned out. They were so, all this. I'm just, I'm giving, I'm giving the full picture are. of this. You know what the most tired argument is in my eyes? Act like you've been there before. You know what? A lot of them haven't been there before. Have a ball, man. Just don't do it in anybody's face. You know, don't do it against the other team. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. Well, I, I thought it was an interesting comparison. I heard that somebody compare them to the Dream Team years ago when they were right. blowing people out. Nobody had a problem they were with that. Pictures with Nobody, the Dream Team, but no, none of our fans had a problem yep. with the blowouts. Like, why is it different now? Is this what's happened? I mean, it's it's what's happened. I truly think some of it is that it's women's sports, right. and that a lot of people don't know how to take in or cover women's sports, and right. so they just rush to these kind of things right. as the only means of talking about it, which right. is wildly sexist but not overly surprising. Right. I just feel sometimes that we think women um, are more nurturing and whatnot, and that we expect that kind of behavior from them, but. These are competitive athletes who spent their whole life trying to get to the World Cup. Go at it, man. I mean. Yeah, dance on their grave. Fine. (laughs) Honestly, like however you want to do it. Like I live life by a very simple action, which is if you have the opportunity to stunt, you go ahead and stunt because you never know when those opportunities are going to come up again. And for a lot of these women, like this is a couple of people's first World Cup goals and a lot of people's first World Cup appearances. And, by the way, they incentivize margin of victory in this because goal differential matters in the first Yeah, round. the 13 goals I don't think bugged as many people as the celebration. But, man, you're the best in the world. Go ahead and do your You thing. know what? I wonder, too, because the United States isn't quite as savvy with soccer rules. If, if a lot of people, when they initially complained about it, didn't realize that the amount of goals that we get does matter. It was uncomfortable to watch Thailand get their faces beat well, it in is. like it's that, a, though, right? It was uncomfortable when we got our, our butts kicked but by Alabama. It, but it, it, it was. Ooh, wow. Well, no. I mean, that's... But, as as all the athletes that are sitting here, wouldn't you feel worse if you were getting you were getting beat on and the team just you knew they were letting up? Like if the team USA just kind of kicked the ball around like four corner salt, I would feel worse. I'd be like just play. Yeah, you know if you, if you whoop us, you whoop us, but just play. We don't need your sympathy. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. Like you, you want them always playing at your best, so you know if you get one by them, you know at least they were trying. But I mean. um, 
yeah, I, I totally see that side. You of know, it. you two are going to be the ones that have the, the kids next, probably. And you're going to be raising them in this uh, participation trophy world that we're living in now. Not in our house. That <laughs> <laughs> a girl. So I like to hear Jen. Not in our house. Not in our house. Not in rules to our live by. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So more unwritten rules there. We hope the women keep grinding everyone yeah, up we over do. the we do. throughout this Dutch. tournament. Yes. I've got my Tobin Heath jersey on the way right now. Pretty jazzed for that one. It should be waiting for me. When I get home today, I got my Team USA shirt on underneath this. So we're, uh, you're ready to go. We're like living that. large they play out here. Thursday, right? They play yeah. Thursday. They play Sweden, Sweden. on yeah. Thursday as yeah. of the recording of this podcast, podcast yeah. which is going on obviously before the Thursday when they have played right. Sweden and all right. this. So. We'll wait to see how that goes there. Uh, coming up, I, I don't know if we can announce it today, but very soon we're going to have a special V Foundation auction item that we're going to be a part of this year. I don't know if I'm at liberty to give you the specifics yet, but just something to keep out on the lookout for. Uh, around the ESPYs every year, the V Foundation auction goes on. It's obviously a huge push around here at ESPN. The V Foundation to benefit cancer research is near and dear to everyone here, and we wanted a special way to get involved this year, so we'll hopefully have more details on that coming for you either at the end of this podcast or in subsequent weeks coming up here as soon as we can get it to you we can't give any hints at all it's we very can't. on brand let's yes. put it We're that right. way yeah it is very on say. brand janice is chomping at the bit right now quite literally mm-hmm. so we will we will make those details public when we can maybe at the end of this podcast maybe later but in the meantime amidst all this uh, this is more for you guys because I feel like you more have more of a problem with him than I do in all of this one. Oh, oh. boy. So the Lakers, in, again, we're recording this podcast the Monday after Father's Day weekend. Over that weekend, the biggest news in basketball was uh, Anthony Davis was traded from the New Orleans Pelicans to the Los Angeles Lakers for essentially a king's ransom that included point guard Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh, Josh Hart. Hart, and then a bunch of first-round draft picks, et cetera, et cetera. All that being said, it got LeVar Ball back out of the cobwebs a little bit. He came out and made the statement that this is the worst move the Lakers have ever made, and they will never win another championship. And Jake and Dad, I feel like this specifically bothered you guys in places you don't talk about at parties. Well, he not only said that, but said you know they'd win a championship if they had the three brothers on the team. <laughs> and, you know, it's one thing to be you know love your kids and want the best for your kids, but. I'm sorry. The way he's gone about all this has been a joke. Has been ridiculous. I think it's embarrassed his kids. As long if they have a great relationship, that's fine. You know, that's fine. I don't want to get involved in that. I'm just looking from the outside in. All he did, I will say this, of starting a company and trying to promote his kids, I get the idea of doing that. He has just by far been horrific in any execution of any kind of company to go along with the success of at least one kid right now. And in all honesty, I think he's completely ruined any kind of basketball experience or college experience for his other kids. We'll see where they end up in time. But uh, to me, to me, it's been embarrassing. But you know what? He's not completely to blame. I mean, he's gotten a platform from everybody that – you know, out there. Oh, has a us. We're watching him on first take right oh, yeah. now. Well, that's what I mean. Except so, Golden like, Wingo won't ever be on Golden so, Wingo. So, you know, if they would have done the same for me when the kids were playing, I probably would have said some stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, like you take advantage of opportunities and he's just that kind of guy that like moves the needle, apparently. I don't know. Stupid things for the sake of saying stupid 
bomb. I know Jake things. loves LeVar Ball. He did, he did oh. say on first take that he told the Lakers not to trade Lonzo because he actually wanted Lonzo to go to the Pelicans, and he was actually just playing chess with everybody. Of course he was. I, I mean, of course he did because uh, he's the greatest thing yeah. of all time, right, Jake? I, I just I don't understand. It, from from the kid side of things, it always just seems like he's speaking on his kid's behalf. And you never know what the kids are actually thinking. I mean, it seems like, like Dad said, it seems like they do have a good relationship, so it might not bother them. But it seems like it's so much of him and none of the kids. Well, listen to me. I had a dad who was a very dominating personality. And as a kid growing up in that, I mean, you love your parents and everything. And if he's out there speaking, you're not really going to go against him. I mean, you're just not. That's your dad. Like, and, well, I mean... And I'm even sure- if you're even if you're Lonzo and you're 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 funding a lot of the stuff that he's doing, I, I you mean, know it's it's tough. It's tough. I guess his way maybe of speaking up this time was breaking away from Big Baller Brand. You know, getting the tattoo right. removed. I mean, he's done it gently a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I get it. You don't want to do things against your father. So, Chris, I understand completely what you're saying. So, I think that quite honestly. The dad has put the kids in a very, very tough situation. Uh, the dad is, he's actually trying to do the best for his kids. Right. So I, I'm not faulting him for that. It's the process and the way he's doing it that just really but makes me But that's the only way he head. knows. Yeah. 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 Well, and I was going to say, and to an extent, like, it's worked. It's worked in what way? It's worked in that his son was the second overall his pick in the draft. His kid was going to be the second yeah. pick whether LeVar Ball did any, LeVar Ball could have never said a word and his kid would have been the second pick overall. We can we can oh, say that. Oh, no, no, no way. chance, no, Mike, that in no. the NBA Spoken of those existence. pros that they're going to listen to a dad talking about their kid. <laughs> I couldn't disagree with that more. He was a second pick overall, whether Lavar was there or not. I mean, but there is something to be said for <laughs> if this level of public support is also what they've gotten in private. And by every indication, he was the coach that helped train these guys and train a number of other kids in Chino Hills where they grew up all in that area, that that kind of support also helps get you to a certain place like that. Yeah, his personality Can ends we up name being... me one other kid he's coached that's been anywhere? I, and I don't know that. I, I don't know that for a fact. We don't know. We, listen, no, no, we, we don't We, we don't, don't know, know that. that. But, I mean, you guys know this. What you do in supporting your kids can have a definite benefit that's on where fine, they end up But his kid was not the number overall to, to, to pick because of LeVar. I'm not, saying, not. I'm not saying he was the number two overall pick necessarily because of anything he said, but when you support your kids like that and you show them that anything is possible and you believe unwaveringly in their ability, there has to be a trickle-down effect of that of that confidence that you show in your kids he also said he could beat michael jordan in one-on-one yeah that part, that part was sort of wild that, yeah. that part say, was sort of wild you can say all those yeah, things I mean, about he, him you know what he hasn't not beaten michael jordan you, in one-on-one you can yet say so all prove those him wrong about him of supporting his kid but then he says some of the dumbest stuff and as far as the business side of it big baller brand he was just the wrong person because he tried to do everything, and he's horrible at it. The marketing, whatever, you can say all you want. That company's not doing a damn thing right now. It so. doesn't even exist anymore. Well, does yeah. They had a guy stealing a bunch of money yeah. from them, so exactly, it definitely, right. so, definitely hurts your business chances so, then. I, I, it's always great to have parents support their kids. There's no doubt about that. But there's you know there's helicopter dads, and then you know he's taking and it to the And I also think that level. he's really enjoyed the focus being oh, on him. He loves the focus yeah. on himself. I mean, why are, why is this still a thing? Yeah, we've already spent too much time talking yeah. about it. Quite honestly, yeah, listen, you guys are the one that put it down on the topic sheet. All right, yeah. it wasn't me. All right, I didn't yeah. do I didn't do any of this. So you can blame nobody but yourselves on this one. Have some personal. But I do think that I do think that the son is going to his life will be better in New Orleans. 
that space between him and his dad, unless his dad moves to New Orleans. I was going to say, you really think there's going to be much space there? Well, I'm hoping. I don't know, you know, you know if he's got the other kids that he's worrying about in California. Quite honestly, the other league he has, I hope the I always hope leagues still a do thing? well. Is that's that not a thing? thing? I don't know. Oh, wow, it's still a thing. I think it, it is. is. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? That's cool. I, I do, because it gives opportunity. So I hope things like that work. It just, I think, Start them you up. Hope it doesn't he, work for him. Now he needs to step out of the spotlight because it's not about him, yeah. and let it be about the kids. That'll be the interesting part of this going to New Orleans because the one thing that LeBron and Magic Johnson did was we did not hear it not all from Lavar Ball. They had enough process. power to yeah. shut him down. And yeah. So are David Griffin and company in New oh, Orleans going to be able to put the stopper on this in the same way? We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. All right. <laughs> Speaking of absolute insanity, Jenny. We gotta have a talk. Yeah, this is not absolute insanity. No, this is Jenny. No. All right, so Jenny, you and Jake went out to dinner, and we found out that apparently you lack the like life skills to survive in the wild on your own. Right? We need Jake to. We need Jake to tell the story. All right, Jake, explain this. This this is surprising in the fact that Jenny comes from a very rich Italian family. Um, Not rich, 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 rich in in love. Yeah. I didn't want people to think that she was an heiress. Some, no, some, no, no, yeah. Je- Jenny's last name is actually Armani. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a true, a true blue Italian family. We'll say. And we went out to dinner. And when uh, was this? This first year anniversary. Yeah, this is our first year anniversary. This is a while ago. This just got brought up at the dinner table a while ago. So, but it it's it needs to be said. Um, we we ordered a bottle of wine for her and I. To, to, to sip on throughout the dinner. So the waitress brings over the bottle of wine, shows us the bottle of wine, takes the cork out. And as, as the rest of us know, when you, when the, when the, when the waiter hands you the cork back, you, you take it, you smell it, you give it the approval, and then you set it on the table. Jenny gets the cork from the waiter. She looks at it and goes, Oh wow, thank you. And shoves it in her purse. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> There has got to be someone else, and if you're listening, please let us know that I'm not the only one who did not I, know this. I wanted to know, is this a thing? Like, do, do, have, some, do people not know? I have never heard anybody do that in my life. Because I'm not even okay. a wine drinker. Mike didn't know what black tie was. Okay, well, That's Sydney knew to spell oh, the Oh, wow, court. way to try and redirect the hostility, <laughs> Jen. You're good job, Coming Jen. Good from job you, deflecting. you redirect everything on me. Yeah, because you do everything poorly. <laughs> we, we did ask, when we heard the story, we, we didn't give Sydney any background, and we asked her what... If what would happen with the bottle of wine came and they handed her cork, she said, she said you would, you would smell it. She Listen, my family's drinking out of Franzia, like over here or <laughs> BYOB places. So the line of demarcation usually is, and this is what was true for black tie as well, Jan, is that if Sydney knows it, you should know it. Yeah. <laughs> true. So true. Because my sister's so list of real life what? applicable skills are. Jenny, low. are you really trying to talk your way out of this? Or are you just yes, going to do it? I because I truthfully believe someone else is going to be like, "Wow, I had no idea." Hey, so, J- Janice, do you still have the cork? Uh, Did you save no, it? Oh, you didn't no. save it. Okay, so, I, no. so, let me ask you, know, you. The Olive Garden doesn't do that. So, <laughs> so Jenny, on a, on a planet, soup salad and corks. <laughs> on a planet of seven billion people, if you find one more person that put it in their purse, you're going to still you're going to then say it was justified. I don't want to say put it in your purse. Just say thank you for the cork. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was maybe like keep the bottle kind of thing. Like I don't know. The gift is coming with me. I, I'll be curious so to hear from listeners oh, if, yeah. if if they know. Thank you. <laughs> wow. leave, leave that leave that in the reviews. We'll get to a special review that we got. But if you were share Janice's 
complete disregard for wow. the process of getting or the Mike's, line cork. Yeah. Or Mike's regard for black tie. Wow, she really <laughs> We're really like just going to gonna keep up. trying to deflect Holy like smoke. that. All right, Jen, we'll deflect for a second before we let Jenny read a review. Dad, you got the would you rather for this All right, week? here's the would you rather. Would you rather make any imaginary thing become reality by drawing it or make any real thing disappear by drawing it and erasing it? Oh, wow. Oh, I'd make it disappear. (laughs) God, I would make it disappear. (laughs) So you draw it and it becomes reality, or you draw it and erase it and it goes away. Draw it becomes reality. You only get one thing to erase? Yeah. I got a a list. Jenny, what did you say becomes? Oh, you said, I thought you said a thing. You said draw it and it becomes reality? Yes. Do you know what you would draw? Myself winning an Oscar. She won't let it go. Yeah. Jeez, for, any, for anyone God. that hasn't been around this podcast a long time, go back and find the one where we have Janice do a dramatic reenactment with me of the final courtroom scene from A Few Good Men. It's she cold. plays Jack Nicholson, the part of Colonel Jessup. She did a great job, but Jenny has this belief that still, at the, how old are you, Jenny? 27? Yes. So at 27 years old, Jenny believes that the prime of her acting career is still ahead of her and an Oscar is still within her reach. She's going to love our ball. That is the picture you would draw to become real. No, it's, you know, that's just what first came to mind because that's a selfish thing. But I feel like you could, I would think of something more. Mine are selfish too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mom would literally draw a last supper of everybody who's ever crossed her. <laughs> You're right. Oh, Jake, thank you. I was wondering how I was going to get everyone in there. I think I would, I don't know what it is right off the bat, but if I had to initially answer that, I think I would draw something to become reality. I bet Mike would draw something. I would draw something, but what I want to know is, does it come to reality in the form that I drew it? Like, are my limitations as an artist (laughs) going to make some awful product? Like, you can't make it bigger. Just stop. No, your 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 ability to draw does not have. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like 300 and layer cartoon abs over mine so I yeah. can finally be in crop tops all, all the. the oh, I almost swore. Sorry. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Uh-huh. All the time. All right. Anyway, to get away from that my cursing, that was a good one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That one made me happy I'd be for a minute. To, to hear our, our uh, listeners out there of, uh, yeah. of where yeah. you're going. Erase it or yeah, yeah. Or make it reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you group of maniacs who made it this far. God bless you and all the people. Jake, in your what did life. you say? I would draw our Hermosa Beach House. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The family's got a new goal. If we win the lottery, there's like a $13.5 million Hermosa Beach House. It's only $10 million. Oh, okay. We we would still need a lottery. Yeah. Yeah, We need need a lot of money for that one. We're we're still looking to hit the lottery, so anytime that comes up, the uh, the Hermosa Beach House. Speak it or draw it into existence. All right. As I said, thank you to anyone who's made it this far. We said we'd read a review, and we had a particularly strange one come across the line. So, Jan, do you have the review that you uh, you got left for one particular member of our podcast? I sure do. This was on June night, so recently. Um, five stars, and it starts with Dear Sydney, truly the second coming of the podcast prophet. Your presence bestowed to the podcast universe is only second to one Stephen A. Smith. The way you say not me at the end of every show proves your true brilliance. Also, chocolate or rainbow sprinkles. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Good, que- good question thrown at the end. Yeah. The answer for me is always rainbow. Remind everyone to subscribe, rate, review. Leave a crazy review like that. You have a better chance of getting that? red on Sydney is well, being refer- referred to as... Stephen A. Second, Stephen A. Second only to Stephen and A. I Stephen am, sis. <laughs> the one below it, it refers to me as the schizophrenic daughter-in-law. Ooh. So, 
Well, <laughs> Janice and Jen, well, your yeah. multi personalities. Exactly. More wow. importantly, chocolate or rainbow? I go rainbow. I, I go chocolate. I go rainbow. I go chocolate. The thin chocolate ones yeah. um, that typically come with soft serve ice cream. There's as a, a difference, as opposed to what yes. the thick chocolate ones. Yes. Like, yeah, like the regular regular rainbow sprinkles are like kind of thicker. Just ask, just look and see if your your local creamery has. Thin sprinkles next time you're there. I'm gonna yeah. now. I, yeah. I don't think I ever saw. I haven't like seen that either. I think he's making so stuff good. up. No, it's it's no those, those two. Trust me, That's they know what they're talking about. Like, like my sure. Jimmy's dumb thick. But, <laughs> God, story for another day. I eat Jimmy's. Oh, just find themselves. Just, just plain. Yeah. Do you just like wet your finger and stick them in there? No, you just pour a bunch into your palm. Oh. Kind of like how Jenny, when she's over at our house and we have Lucky Charms, reaches into the box and pulls out all Don't the marshmallows. Don't bring this up. But you, you are did it. Just as di- you are literally just as guilty as myself. You're. No, I've never seen him reach I've in. I've never and- done that. Can this podcast be over? Uh, just, just, just to go along with this, just to one Tony Fusilla reference, we didn't get one in this podcast. Tony. Oh yeah, enemy of the podcast, Jenny's yeah. dad, Tony Welcome Fusilla, on. known coward. <laughs> yeah. Full, full buffet style uh, tray of. Uh, chicken parm salad. Uh, he got drunk the other night and ate the entire tray's worth of chicken parm out of the salad. Picked all the chicken parm out. So, so we know wow. where she gets it from. Wow. Yeah. She fits right in. Yep. Yep. There you go. It's, it's in the family, Jen. Just accept it's, it. It's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. I just needed one reason to sneak Tony Fusilla in. <laughs> I, don't blame you. I don't blame you. Every week we'll just come up with a Tony mm-hmm. story until he comes, comes on. I still want to ban him, but that's a story <laughs> for another day. Thanks to everyone who listened. And as always, we're sorry in advance. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Jeez. Well done. <laughs> okay. All right. Go get your deck done. I am sweaty. Oh, yeah.